0: To the energy report with me, your host Rebecca Conran, on the New Story Podcast. What an incredible week we've had with our eclipse! Uh, and just like that, those first three days they were a real doozy. And also, July 4th, I found the energy on that day to be pretty intense. And I think it's intensified as so many people go unconscious. <laughs> you know, when there's so many people that are, um, get just hiding with drugs and alcohol, and, uh, and, and not just drugs and alcohol, in many ways hiding. And I think that when all that numbness happens, if you're a very sensitive person, and you're very clear, um, like for me right now, I'm uh, sober, and I'm not drinking coffee, and I'm doing a lot of stuff to support my adrenals, Um, no sugar, you know, you realize just how heightened your sensitivities can be as a sensory individual. And so even though I spent the day at home, just doing my normal Thursday things, uh, I definitely felt just some intensity energetically yesterday. And um, I think it just goes to show how much emotion is really being repressed at the moment and how it's really important to stay clear because otherwise we don't actually know what we're taking on this hours or not hours. We're not able to like sort through the, uh, just all the energetic density and being clear actually helps us to sort through it. Yes, we do feel our emotions more acutely, uh, but we also let them go more easily. So I find that, um, If you can do anything right now, just really concentrating on having like a clean diet and a slow pace for yourself as much as you can, just slowing down, slowing down and resting more and being very patient and taking extra time for yourself. These are really important qualities of self-care right now. So this is the energy report for July 8th through the 14th. And the theme this week I've picked is, I have unlimited potential within me. Uh, the tarot card this week is the Eight of Cups. This is a card of, okay, wonder if my pup's going to keep barking. Are you going to keep borking? Nope, no more borks. The Eight of Cups, this is a, <laughs> what do you have to say about the Eight of Cups, Faye? You're not a guest on this show right now. Got a very rude 15-year-old chihuahua who doesn't like being in the other room right now. But that's where she's going to be. The Eight of Cups. So this is a card of us seeking a deeper meaning. Cups are emotional, um, and the eight is such an amazing number, actually, even just when you look at it, you know, it looks like the infinity symbol. So it's, it's, of course, a symbol of empowerment, a symbol of balance, and then all of the things that we have to come to terms with in order to achieve balance, in order to achieve empowerment. So, you know, with this card, perhaps we feel that we want to leave the hectic nature of what's been deemed normal by society, you know, we might realize that we need to move on from relationships and experiences that are not part of who we have become. Perhaps our relationship has not grown or our partner has not grown in the same way that we have no judgment around that. But things do come to completion, you know, and, um, and it's important to follow the prompts. And if you're very unhappy, that's a really strong prompt that something needs to change. Um, we may feel really tired uh, this week with this eight of cups energy and so tired that we might be beginning to lose hope in ourselves. And that's where the theme comes in. I have unlimited potential within me. You know, you probably are burned out and you probably do need to rest. Um, you probably need to let go of anything that's not a priority and remember that you are your number one priority. And when you feel rested and supported and vital, you are much more able to help others or show up fully. Um, So this card really has us considering the theme of letting go. You know, I don't think that letting go is this, as you've heard me say before, it's not like you don't like take a guillotine to the head of something, you know, and then it's done. It's a process and healing is a process, it's not an event, it's a process. And so with the Eight of Cups, this week we're sort of seeing where we are giving up on ourselves, you know. And we're having to really stand in our reserves that we're not just good and things aren't just going well when they're outwardly pictured as going well. You know, we don't just need that outer validation to know that, that we're okay, We have to be giving ourselves that inner validation that we're okay, even when the sky is on fire around us, okay? And I don't mean that kind of sense of denial of like, everything's okay, everything's okay. Shit might be falling down around you right now, and it may take you having to really be strong and pull up all of your reserves and really focus. But the other part of it is that your soul is always safe. You are safe. Nothing can take away the integrity or infinity of who you are. That's right, the infinite being of who you are. Nothing can shift that. Your physical body has always had a shelf life. Even in the best of circumstances, even in the happiest of lives, death is a certainty. All things must end in our physical reality, but you don't end your energy doesn't end, your spirit doesn't end, it's infinite, it's connected, and, you know, that's really what we're talking about here, is that nothing can take away that, that ability for you to connect into that part of you, and to trust in that infinite part of you, and to trust in that infinite part of our universe, and of nature, you know, nature takes care of itself. And, you know, that evolves and that shifts, but life will, will go on in some form or another through this universe. Uh, It may not be human life, but it will go on. And that's because we live in such an amazing infinite universe. Okay. So the ritual this week is about taking a deep breath. (laughs) I know it sounds fucking simple, doesn't it? Yet how many of us use this as an actual tool to support ourselves? You know, this week is really part of this the healing this week is about forgiving yourself for not knowing what you think you should know. Okay, I'm going to repeat that. Forgive yourself for not knowing what you think you should know. Forgive yourself for the actions and inactions of the past. Okay. You're doing the best you can. We all are. We're doing the best we can from the place where we've been standing with the information that we've been given. We're seeing, we're feeling around in the dark. Okay. But the thing to realize is that we're free now and we will realize it when we're ready. Free meaning our minds are free. Our, our, our ability to create is free if we so perceive it as such and allow ourselves to be empowered by that. This week's ritual is a mudra that I'm going to put in the show notes, uh, but you can also go to my website, www.rebeccaconran.com, and it will be under newsletters. Uh, And if you ever miss anything or you're wondering about something, each week I send out a newsletter along with the podcast uh, and different various updates, So if you want to subscribe to my newsletter, newsletters, you can do so through my website also, uh, RebeccaConran.com. So this mudra, it supports our heart and our lungs, which are associated with moving grief. Grief can show up as cynicism, pessimism, a negative outlook on life. You know, um, those are all signs that we may be harboring some deep, grief so this week we're going to take some time for deep breathing with the intention to support the lungs to support that grief as uh, the card that i'm going to post uh, says it's an image a mudra is like hand yoga and basically what it helps us to do is uh, we hold certain points in the hands and that helps to release energy in the body so as we're holding this mudra this week Uh, We're going to take time for some deep breathing. And if deep breathing is all you want to do, that's great too. Um, As the card says, what we're going to do is we're just going to breathe deeply, slowly, and deliberately. And after we fill our lungs, we're going to keep holding our breath for about three to seven seconds. And then we're going to breathe out fully. So it's going to be a bit like this. So we're going to take a nice deep breath in right now. let's do that two or three more times and uh, when I was silent that's me holding that breath so you're going to take a nice deep breath in you're going to hold it and then when you're ready you're going to release it if you're not ready at the same time I'm ready no worries you hold it a little longer if you're ready a little bit before go ahead and let it out it's really this is your process of breathing this is up to you I'm just showing you Uh, I'm just helping to guide you through it but so take this time right now, it's two, two to three more of these deep breaths. This isn't something that you have to do with your eyes closed. If you're driving, you can do this with your eyes open. And I think it is pretty important to breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth. But it's also not necessary if you're unable to do that right now. This is just being with the breath. Oxygen is the number one most important thing for a human being right we cannot live for very long without oxygen flow it's more important than water and and food in that in that uh in 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 the order of priorities so this ability to just take a deep breath i feel like it's tantamount to being grateful for our lives ultimately for life for the moment and it's an opportunity to be very present so that's the ritual this week do it every morning, do it every day, whenever you feel like it, um, as long as you're doing it. So the big main shift this week, uh, and the only one I'm going to talk about, uh, there aren't any other planets that are shifting, but the big shift this week is that Chiron is going to station retrograde in Aries, uh, on Tuesday the 9th. Um, I just want to remind everybody, this is a big summer for retrogrades. I mean, this is, it's normal for retrogrades to happen. This isn't like, it's not that we've never had retrogrades before. I mean, we have them every single year. It's normal for us to have this sort of process. All throughout time, we've had retrogrades. And they've happened at different degrees and different signs. And so each retrograde does have a different um, energetic imprint Even if we've had a retrograde in Chiron and Aries before, you know, this one has this specific imprint with these supporting planets, and it's a really, it's always like a really specific energy. So, Chiron stationing retrograde on the fifth degree of Aries is interesting to me because five represents freedom and independence, and this degree really feels faded to me. Uh, I've been thinking a lot about freedom and independence as I've been writing this um, since July 4th yesterday in America. You know, freedom is not something we give to others. I mean, we pretend that we are allowed to, but it's not something that we give or receive from others. It is that which we perceive for ourselves. So, I mean that in an esoteric way. Of course, there are many human beings who are not free in the world in their physical experience because someone else is exerting control and oppression over them, and this must change. But again, as we discussed earlier, their souls, their spirits, absolutely nothing can take away the integrity of our infinite spirit. In a world where we believe we have the right collectively to control others, Freedom is hard to come by on the physical plane. In one way or another, we do seek to control or be controlled, and the society we live in is apathetic and lazy to change this system. Only when we're pushed, prodded, and scared will people finally stand up and use their voice. And that can be in things that are seemingly less significant and things that are extremely significant, like... Uh, the camps uh, on the borders. On a, on a smaller level, on a more uh, micro level, we seek to control our romantic partners, to change them, to even manipulate them into loving us through our positive traits. You know, if I am just being good all the time, then maybe they'll be good and we can, and, we'll, and we'll have a relationship that I've always expected. You know these are all ways that we seek to control people. We seek to control our children, our family members, and they seek to control us. We seek to be controlled in a safe environment of work and financial stability, as if control equals safety, all of which end up showing us the reverse, how absolutely nothing is for certain and nothing is safe in terms of we will pay the piper for each and every action and non-action that is not authentic to us. And I don't mean that in a sinister way. I just mean that we are going to get the results from our actions that we're actually perpetuating. Anything that is not authentic to us. So what do I mean by authentic? One one meaning of authentic might be natural, what comes naturally to us. So where do we suppress our natural expression? Children are authentic because they don't usually put on a pretense. When they're mad, they're mad when they're tired, they're tired, when they're joyful, they're joyful. And, um, you know, they react and behave from a natural place of caring for their own needs. And we don't say to a baby who's tired, uh, where we don't push them like we push adults, right? Like if an adult is tired, and cranky and upset, uh, we still want them to do what we want them to do and show up for us. But we don't do that for a baby. We want to put them to bed. We want them to have their needs met. And we have to really start considering ourselves and others in this way. You know, it's no one's job to fix us. It's not our job to fix anyone else. It's our job to support and care for ourselves. Priority number one. We might participate in crushing our own authenticity in many ways. Perhaps we think that we have to always be nice Or good or helpful or happy, does this always serve you? You know, can you think of a time you were helpful when it was actually to your own detriment? If you're exhausted, this might be a repeat pattern for you. Perhaps you were nice and behaved in a pleasing way towards someone and they still acted badly towards you. In retrospect, what were the red flags that you should have followed that says this situation might not be right for me? Where did you see that maybe the balance was off? Not all of the ways we abandon ourselves are through seemingly negative behaviors. We might feel that we're serving others and being good, yet what we really have is very poor boundaries and enabling tendencies. Somewhere along the line, we learned how to how to do this behavior. You know, we're not doing this stuff on purpose. Okay, this is a subtle, unconscious um, need to please people in order to feel like we're lovable. There's lots of reasons why. So we're not judging that. We're not attacking that. But what we are saying is that um, we can unlearn these behaviors, and it's important to do so. People are not always going to like us for being our truest self. Because when you truly care for yourself, you will not want to fix others. You will not want to do the work for others. You will want to pour time and consideration into you. And that will make other people mad because you are cutting off their energy that they've been feeding off of. And they're not going to like that. And it's going to make them have to do the work for themselves. And they're not going to like that either. So people aren't going to always react happily to us when we are doing something so simple as just caring for ourselves but you know what fuck them (laughs) this is what i say fuck them it's not our job to take care of them and of course we don't have to say that to their faces but in our bodies in our energy we can say no no i cannot feed energy into anything that does not give me a balanced and equal exchange it's if it's not supporting me too then I don't want to put energy into this. Now, this is important because if you're exhausted and you continue to put energy into empty places, you are really just a sadomasochist. (laughs) And I've been there, so I know exactly what this is like. This is not to say that we're not meant to be of service and to support deeply, you know, our friends, our family and community around us. But there's a clear distinction that we have to make. When I work with my clients, there's an exchange that happens. There's clear boundaries there. We're there supporting one another. So there's balance and there's upliftment. There's an exchange that, hap- that happens. They give me energy in the form of um, s- money, and I give them energy in the form of my experience, my guidance, energy work, and all of the things here that I work on, right? Right? So this is an exchange that happens and that's what makes it an experience of upliftment for both parties because it's balanced. Many of us feel a duty to help friends and family who actually don't want to help themselves. They don't perpetuate this for themselves. So all of our energy is put into an endless pit of giving because there's no exchange. So we're being drained and never being refilled by these interactions. And that's what is unhealthy about them. Healthy relationships, friendships, etc. Have an exchange that we can feel is really present. Where that exchange is not taking place. Um, we need to create firmer boundaries. And assert our ability to say no. Or we need to say what we need. Which is why like, I've been requesting support from my listeners. you know, In terms of like come exchange with me. And I'm so grateful for all the patrons and those who have helped donate to this because it helps this work to live in a balanced place. It helps us, it helps each of us to integrate the work when we are sharing in uh, the exchange, when we are giving one another energy and money is another form of energy that we're able to exchange. So where exchange is not taking place in our relationships, we need to create firmer boundaries and assert our ability to say no, just no, without explaining, without apologizing. No, I can't do this for you. No, the best help that we can ever be to someone else is a good example. The best help we can ever be to someone else is a good example you want your family to take better care of themselves, then you be an example of that. Just take care of yourself in such a way that people go, hmm, that person has a lot of peace about them. That person seems really grounded. That person seems really healthy. I wonder what they're doing. And then they'll come to you and you can give suggestions but not outside of just being an example, unless they're a client and there's an exchange there. You see? Chiron and Aries means that our collective wound, the wound of the collective consciousness, is currently trying to find an identity for itself. With this going retrograde, obviously these questions become internalized. Who am I? Why am I here? What does the world want from me? How this energy affects you will be manifesting itself through the house or any planets that you have in Aries in your birth chart. But for all of us, there is the potential because we all have Aries somewhere in our chart, even if you don't know your birth time, there is potential for extreme courage with this warrior's initiative energy. The work is in developing discipline and patience, slowing down, and really reining in unruly impulses. An unruly impulse can be about uh, something that seems like a positive behavior as well. The impulse to take a workshop that might not be the right fit for you, the impulse to uh, engage in a relationship that might, like, quickly. That might, um, that might feel really good at the outset and there's a lot of chemistry, but that we haven't taken enough time to really see if it's the right fit for us and be patient. So in that, we're developing the discipline to check in with ourselves first and say, is anything taking away from my ability to care for me first and foremost? The Sabian symbol for the degree we are retrograding at with this Chiron retrograde is a square brightly lighted on one side. We are connecting to light, more light for ourselves, and Chiron is the wound where the light gets in. But it also amplifies our ability to see shadow. So, finding the balance between both our light and our shadow, that we're not trying to only be one or the other, we're trying to come to terms with a place of balance between them, of how we work with it, um, is really uh, how we can fully embody the energy of this retrograde. We have to acknowledge and surrender to our frustrations and our our ability to feel trapped by our circumstances right now too. We might be feeling like we should be doing this or that. We should be this type of a person. We should be in a certain place in our lives, especially in terms of our spirituality. Oh, I should know this. I, I should be at this higher level than I'm at. You know, forget all that. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. All those bullshit expectations of you, when you're this perfect and wonderful being down the line, you're a fucking amazing being right here, right now. Enough. You are enough. You are valuable and worthy. The person you think you're going to be down the line, like those thoughts are holding you outside of your of, of the nurturance you deserve right now, the worth you deserve right now. You're worthy right now. You're good right now. Um... With this energy, you know, we might be feeling trapped in our circumstances. Oftentimes, if you think back in your life, when the shit hits the fan, we don't know how things are going to turn out. We can't even imagine it. Usually the dust settles and a new pathway becomes clear. Hopefully our expectations are exceeded and things work out even better than we could have imagined. But when I look at like some of the most insane things I've ever gone through in my life, it worked out at the end, okay? Somehow, I was safe. And maybe that's just me being safe in my mind, in my body, that nothing can take away the dignity and integrity of who I am at the intrinsic level, no matter what is going on in my physical experience. We cannot know the outcome of all of our actions right now, but we cannot allow uncertainty to feed our fears alone. Yes, there is a reality that we need to check in with, but it doesn't mean that we can't also connect in with the possibilities that uh, that, uh, always exist for us, for things to turn in a direction that supports us. Sometimes we need to think outside of the box. We need to see more sides of the situations than than we currently are. Above all, if we don't get rid of the distractions and the abusive behaviors towards ourselves, we're never going to be able to surrender to our anxiety long enough to know what the anxiety is really all about and how to nurture it. You know, one listener asked the question this week, why does everything feel impossible right now? And I would say that It doesn't really matter why it feels impossible, okay? For everybody, that's going to be a different reason. But because things are uncertain doesn't make them impossible. The impossible to me means not possible. So is what you desire really impossible? Or is it that right now is not the right time? Is there something else that the moment might be teaching us? When it no longer serves us to not know, then we will know what comes next. When it no longer serves us to not know, then we will know what comes next. We have a lot of inward energy this summer with all of these retrogrades. Pluto, the great detective. Saturn, our work and in our authority. Jupiter, our expansion and luck and gifts. Mercury, our thoughts, perception and ideas. And now Chiron, our wounds are all focused on shifting our inner experience so that our outer experience will be created differently. You know, I also had a question this week about leaning into your gifts. All we're asked to do is be ourselves and remove the masks and beliefs that inhibit this. You are the gift, your pain, your joy, your experience. Lean into your life and being unequivocally you and you're leaning into your gifts if you trust in who you are, you will naturally trust in your gifts. Friends, such a delight to come to you each week with the Energy Report. I want to make uh, a mention of our um, newest patrons, uh, Courtney, Rachel, Lindsay, Jacqueline, and Sophie. Um, thank you so much for uh, becoming patrons and also, uh, becoming donors. I really appreciate your support and your, um, and, and the support of all of our patrons, um, is just, it's so, um, uplifting to me that you are, uh, exchanging energy with me. If you'd like to exchange energy with me, you can do so via Venmo, Um, if you are a longtime listener, then the recommendation for a year's worth of listening is a dollar a week, which is $52, but also you can give any amount. And if you become a patron, there's different tiers, uh, uh, via my Patreon, both of which are linked in the show notes. I am almost sold out, but I would love to see you at my, uh, retreat at the end of this month, the 26th or the 28th in um patterson new york just a quick little train ride from new york city Um, this is just it's an amazing mansion basically in the woods of patterson new york with a pool in the woods we're gonna do yoga outside we're gonna eat clean meals we're gonna have a sound bath we're going to have guided meditation every day it's really an opportunity to reset to eat clean foods and to convene with other people who are of like mind, and um, uh, I'm also offering an additional night stay uh, for an additional fee for anybody, and if you've been wanting to work, so so it could be a three-night stay for you, and if you've been wanting to work with me one-on-one, this might be the uh, way to do it, a whole weekend with me, and I'll just say that this retreat you know, this is not a retreat where it's based on like nonstop activities and nonstop connection with other people. If you're shy and you're introverted, we're honoring that. Like, you know, um, this is not about just being social. You know, this is about taking time for yourself and whoever is, uh, I, I am not just always a social person and I have set times during this retreat where I'm going to be doing my own thing and expect everybody to respect my privacy. And I expect everybody on the retreat to respect one another's privacy. That's an important part of retreat is to feel that you are able to retreat. So this is not one of those retreats where it's just non-stop action packed, but it is guided. So you know, um, it's almost like just a a, a, healing, uh, a healing stay in a hotel where uh, you get to participate in some events that are um, incredibly personal. But also there is a community aspect to it. But I am there supporting the whole group so that the group can just focus on supporting themselves. And that's the purpose of this. So if you're interested in coming to this retreat, um, it's July 26th to the 28th, and you're free to add another night either on um, the 25th or the um, uh, or on the evening of the 28th into the 29th. And you can uh, email me about additional nights. The, the links will be in the show notes. Uh, it's also on my website under Book a Session Retreats. Um, I have four places left for a shared room which, uh, you know, there's only two or three people per room. Um, and, uh, and there's one private space left. Um, uh, so a private room. And, uh, if you, if you want to come to my September retreat, which is my last retreat of the year, you can also set up a payment plan with me now, uh, to come to that. So, um, whichever works for you connect in with me you can even just put your deposit down for september and then you pay the remainder uh, when it's time for a retreat so if you're interested in coming uh please let me know and for everybody else i look forward to speaking to you next week uh i hope you have a wonderful week and um oh interesting i'm looking at my phone right now and you know what the time is it's 11 11 So I'll leave you with this thought. 1111 is a call to action. It says to us be aware of your thoughts because they are rapidly creating your experience. All right, sending you love.